0: Life Audio. We're touching on the last principle, the principle of love, and specifically we're going to talk about loving God.
1: Then you will know the truth, and the truth
2: will set you free.
3: Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Hey...
0: Yes, sir. We're back. 48 episode 48 of Life After Addiction. And we are back. I'm not even going to look at you, Carl, because you make me nervous when you put up seven. I can't look at you at eight. Now.
2: That's right.
0: So, hey, we're back. Quick update. We just got word, just got off the phone before we started recording with Apple Protection Care. About the laptop, again, kind of a recap. We're talking about we our laptop blew up. So they uh, they went ahead and confirmed that we will not be getting the data off of that computer. We won't have that episode in the form that we like it. It had some things with the audio and other things. So we decided what was best. We are going to release that episode. That episode is in the Lost and Found series uh, that you've been listening to, uh, and it is covering godliness, the godliness principle Uh, we're going to put it out on YouTube only, and it is going to be in the, the, um, channel. Is that right? Channel playlist playlist. Thank you. I always forget that. It's going to be in the lost and found playlist. And that's just a resource playlist. Uh, you go there. Um, if you're going through the workbook or something like that, we wanted to make sure and release it, but it's not up to the standard that we wanted to release, um, on this platform, uh, and also our audio only. Uh, just because the audio was somewhat bad, but for training and for just yeah. as a resource, it's, it's like a classroom, it, it, it'll it'll work out. And it is a really good episode, or we would have recorded it. But I mean, we were watching it back, it's like, man, we can't recreate that. Yeah, that was a Holy Spirit moment. And so, we're gonna kick the devil in the teeth and release it anyway. So, if you want to find it, go to the um, playlist on our S2L Studio YouTube channel. The playlist is called Lost and Found, and you should see. Uh, there's probably seven or eight different things there, six of them being this, uh, and then a couple other maybe like the the trailer to the series or trailer to the Right Now Media stuff. So with that being said, I do want to talk about Apple. <laughs> My buddies here have advised me not to talk about Apple. <laughs> um, customer service. Let's talk customer service. <laughs> uh, well, well, I digress. Because we're going to talk about loving the Lord... <laughs> Uh, I digress, but Apple don't sponsor the pod. Thank you. We don't want your money. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Today we're talking, we're finishing out, we're closing out our lost and found recovery in Christ series. We're touching on the last principle, the principle of love. And specifically we're going to talk about loving God yes. because last episode we talked about loving the brothers and mutual affection. And we really hit that. Uh, and I thought it was really good. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, I also want to shout out, we have um, that episode that I was talking about, gobliness will probably be in the next week or two from this release. We also have Mike Breezy Brown coming out. Some of his episodes were lost with the computer, so we're going to have to do some work It might delay his start a little bit. But we're excited about his um, his uh, his daily devotion coming out. Yes. You know, and I saw a little clip of him, man. That's going to be so good. That's yeah. Gonna be so, good. and
2: I got to touch on something, Callie. Here we go. So, we went to Atlanta um a couple weeks ago <laughs> at this point, and the Astros played the Braves and Mike and I made a bet that if the Astros won, he would have to wear an Astro's jersey in some of his devotionals and if the Braves won, I would have to wear a Braves jersey in a podcast okay so so why are you got, i've gotta honor that boy well, I don't have one right okay. so I gotta get one from him, and Michael. If you're watching this, I will honor that bet. This one right here. Michael. Thank you. Look me in my eyes when I tell you this, man. (laughs) I'm going to wear that Braves jersey loud and proud, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm thrilled to wear it, man, and I'm going to do, what do they call that thing?
3: uh, What is it called?
0: The chomp? I don't know. The chomp. I'm do the
3: I'm gonna do gators. that whatever it is yeah. the act okay,
0: hey, if he's a man of his word, I'll hold him to it too oh, God. but anyways, before we dive in, uh also a little teaser, I won't even say the name of it or who's involved, but there is a podcast coming this month, probably towards the end of the month, maybe the first of October mm. that is gonna be for the families, the loved ones of people struggling with addiction. there's two ladies oh. that's doing it, and it's gonna we have. Man, I'm going to tease that out a little bit more later, and we're going to have a clip of it for you later in a different episode, but that's coming, and that's so many requests for that. We know it's so neat, and we have two mighty women of valor that are stepping up to do that. So, man, that's, that's going to be cool. Um, with that said, let's take a quick break, and then let's come back and dive into love of God. You ready? Right. More after this. We're back oh gosh if you're if you just listen to this, man, God bless you, I thank you, but when you hear us come back from breaks you, you, you need to understand that there is a very intense battle that is taking place intense. and we're keeping record of wins and losses of matter of fact, game. Carl's
2: going to pop up wins and losses right here well that's that's carl let's well I will say it's about eleven and three or something like well, that Maybe
0: twelve and four okay an epic battle of paper rock scissors and. It's gotten a little personal, and there's been even comments on the YouTube channel about how they they long to watch the battle of the paper rock scissors, and that's okay. But we're back, so we're closing out this. And just a recap: if you're catching this podcast, "Life After Addiction," for the first time, know that we've been in a mini series called "Lost and Found." Uh, it is the curriculum that we teach at S Two L Recovery. Um, it is um, straight from the Bible. It's from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11, and we teach it because it is a growth model, a growth teaching that's sanctification, Um, and it talks about freedom. And so I'm going to read it one last time here. We're going to dive in, um, but I am going to kind of stop and do the things that I normally do as I'm reading this just because, man, this is powerful stuff. I don't know of a more outside of all the freedom verses that we read, and if you're in Christ, you're a new creation, but more practical thing, especially when it comes to addiction and desires, more applicable than these verses right here. Yeah. So it's so amazing. So let's dive in. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Here we go. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. (laughs) Very great promises. And that is something that we've talked about. This is episode 48. Is that right? 48. Mm -hmm. And out of these, well, 48 from the however many we did when it was audio only and and, uh, Bruce was the co-host. But 48 episodes, you've heard us talk about the promises of God so many times, and the Scriptures leading up to that. It says, hey, by His own glory, He's called us to the knowledge of Him and His own glory and excellence, by which He's granted to you and I His precious and very great promises.
3: Mm.
0: Well, what are some of those? So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Divine. God is divine. We are not divine, but we could take place in His divine nature and having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. And I've done this every time, but that's a mic drop thing. If you're tuning in for the first time, hear me. If you've never battled an addiction, I don't know how to explain this to you. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. Addiction of any kind. But there is a desire, when you hear the word desire going back over a decade to be in that place where I was desiring a drug and it didn't matter what was in front of me. It didn't matter who I hurt. didn't matter how I was going to get the money. It didn't matter if I could go to jail. The desire for that drug was so strong that I did it. I was a slave to the drug, to the desire. And what the Bible just said in Second Peter chapter 1 right here, it just said that through these promises of God, we can become partakers of the divine nature and that we can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful or evil desires. Who might drop, throw them down podcast over. You could stop listening. That's the word of God. So be it. But we'll we keep going. Cause it keeps going. And it says this for this very reason, what reason that you can escape these desires? How do I escape them for this very reason? Make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue. That was principle one. And virtue with knowledge, that was principle two. And knowledge with self-control, three. And self-control, steadfastness, four. And steadfastness, godliness, that's the one over on the special channel or the special um, playlist. playlist. Thank you. (laughs) And godliness with brotherly affection, that was last week. And then today, the last one with godliness, with love. And that is the seventh one we're talking about today. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted. If you're not growing in these things, if you don't have these qualities, you're so blind, the Bible saying. You're, see, you're only seeing what's in front of you. You're so nearsighted. That he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins, Christian. This is talking to you, brother in Christ, sister in Christ. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. That's the promise of God. Mm. You practice these things, you can escape that desire, and you'll never fall. Yeah. Now, growing in these things and practicing these things is not always easy. And today we're talking about love, and maybe even more specifically, because last week with brotherly affection, we talked about a lot of it was a love in each other. Um, we made fun of Carl for how he said seven, you remember? <laughs> and that was love, Carl. We love you. Um, but today we're talking about love for God and, um, man, lead us in. What is that? What does love for God look like? Cause it <clears throat> can look like a lot of things.
2: Yeah, it can. I'm going to go straight to Jesus's words to answer that. And that's John fourteen twenty three through 24. And it says, Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: So I would say for starters, right, to break that down, we express our love for God by allowing his word to take root in our hearts, right? We submit ourselves to the control of Christ, to Christ's authority. The objective truth that is found in scripture um, is what we take heart in. And when we fully give our hearts over to the Lord, man, I was talking about this with, with an alumni the other day, and he was describing to me just how the spirit of God, man, and just growing in your relationship with him renews our minds and transforms our hearts. And he even said to me the other day, Ryan, like, the things I used to desire, I don't even desire anymore. And like you say, that word is profound to someone who's been in addiction, desires. Yes. But like for someone to be reconciled to God, the father through a relationship with Christ and confess that and say that and genuinely know and feel that that that, that only happens through the relationship with Christ, Yeah. like for those desires to completely be taken from me. And he gives me the desires that align with his will for my life. That's not possible for someone outside of Christ. Like it's just not humanly possible for things that I used to desire that were no good for me. They were not good for my relationship with the Lord to be taken from me and him, give me new desires and implant new desires within me, man. It's such a beautiful thing. Um, and we're not going to do it perfect. We're not going to get it yeah. right every time, but it's about direction and not perfection. Whenever I fall, where am I falling for? Mm. Am I falling towards the cross or am I falling back in my shame and my guilt and my sorrow and my sadness and my misery? Or am I falling forward to the foot of the cross and confessing my sin and, you know, repenting for those things because we are going to get it wrong. Sometimes we yeah. are going to say the wrong things Sometimes we are going to do the wrong things Sometimes that doesn't mean it's a free license to sin, but how are you responding to those things? Is it direction reflection of your love for God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What was the verse, the chapter and verse that you just read?
2: John 14, 23 through 24. So amazing supplemental verse going back
0: to John 8. Um, And again, we're talking about the love of God. uh, And there's two popular verses that I think everyone loves, especially us in recovery. It's, you know, and then you'll know the truth. We talked about it a few episodes ago inside this series and the truth will set you free. And then also Uh, So, if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. All around those, that's in John 8, all around those two verses, those popular verses, really kind of complements what you're saying. And it says, Jesus says this. So, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Mm. (laughs) Which implies if you do not, you're not. Yeah. Right? And again, I've had talks with strong brothers in Christ. I've struggled. Every person I know, every pastor, strong believer I know, have struggled with their reading, right? I don't feel like I'm doing enough, da da da, da whatever it may be. Um, but this says abiding in the Word. So this isn't a shame game, but there is something about God's Word, abiding. If you live in my Word, well, what does that mean? That means obviously reading it. But also, you're filtering everything that you do through it. Mm. You're, you're living in it. You're abiding in it. And then God says, if you do that, you're a disciple. And if you, he doesn't say this, but it's implied. If you don't, you're not. That's followed by, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm. That's followed by him talking to some Pharisees about this truth and being free. And all of a sudden, they're like, no, no, no. We, we're not slaves to anyone, they said to Jesus. We're sons of Abraham. Mm. Which Jesus, I mean, could have gone down a history lesson with them about how the Jewish people have been enslaved their entire existence. We've never been slaves to anyone. These guys said to Jesus, I mean, you talk about egypt you, talk, you they've been enslaved that God sets them free, and things happen, they get enslaved they get they get conquered. They say we've never heard sons of Abraham, and then that's when Jesus is like, If you sin, you're a slave to sin." Mm. But if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. And now that's paraphrasing. I, I could have read it all. But but yeah, I mean, so this loving God, how do you please God? We're told in the God's word that faith is the only way to please God, make Papa happy. But also, I mean, he wants you to abide in his word. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And what did your verse say?
2: If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean think about it. So the practical application to this, we're going back to 2nd Peter. And one of these issues, one of these areas of growth is love and love of God talking to believers because it said, you know, confirm your election, your calling. He's talking to brothers and sisters in Christ. Grow in loving in God, and how do I do that? You abide in his word. Reading, yes, but not just reading every aspect, every decision that you make. We talked about some heavy decisions today off camera, not bringing them up. Talked about heavy things everything that you do in life you you filter it through his word and his character if you love the father you will you will obey my commands he says are you practically doing that i mean what what boundaries do you have in place and i mean obviously there's decisions that are do i want ice cream or pecan pie today and there's not going to be an area of of applying god's word there unless it's like hey don't don't eat too much right you know there's areas but i mean principally When it comes to heavy decisions, when it comes to righteous decisions, when it comes to, Hey, I'm confused about this, run it through the filter of God's word, right? Mm. You want to love God, obey him. You want to show him that you love him, have faith that what he says is good, like and righteous and holy and, and pleasing to him. Uh, And I have a few more things. I'm going to save it till after that. Keep going.
2: Yeah. I'm going to kind of go into exactly what you're talking about and just reiterate, um, his word, John fourteen, fifteen through 17. This is some verses right before the scripture I read earlier. It says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. Praise God. We have a helper mm. in this to be with you forever. And in the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Mm. So once again, we see this notion of expressing our love for God through obedience. It's yeah. through obedience. Yeah. It's by abiding, like you said, in the truths and promises of God. And true love manifests itself by submitting to His authority. That yeah. is how I express my love for God the fact that I trust Him and His Word is the authority of my life his word is my compass yeah. who he says i am i am how i treat and love others is according to how he calls me to do so there is no greater authority in my life than christ
0: yeah i want to i want to take a quick break because i want to uninterrupted uh last half of this because i believe we're about to go off i'm going to get carl in i, I definitely that that teed up exactly what i want to talk about and let's just take a quick break we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors And we're back. Daddy had a show. Of, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If we're That's keeping weird. track, if we're keeping track, I mean, we know. We're back. Hey, let's dial back in. You just said it's obedience and you want to please God. It's by doing what he says and showing him that. And, man, here's, ooh, here's the thing. We are not, I'm going to look right at you. Hopefully you're looking or listening to me. We are not talking about works and salvation towards freedom with works. We are talking about obedience to God, and let me tell you, it's hard.
2: Mm. Why
0: Amen. is it hard? Because everything inside of your flesh and my flesh wants to worship me, wants mm. to worship you, mm. wants to serve you, wants to be liked by men, wants to, be, wants to be comfortable, wants to be in the world's zone. It is so hard to be obedient to God but we have a helper we have a helper mm. there's god's sovereignty and everything Hit the escaping desires he's given us but there's a man's responsibility are you going to walk in this obedience are you going to have a discipline if you get up every morning and you clock in at nissan or you go A Nissan's a plant here in Middle Tennessee, and the Nissan, the vehicles, a lot of employs a lot of people in our area. If you go to a school as a teacher and clock in, if you're a coach, whatever occupation, you're disciplined to be there. But are you disciplined to be obedient to God? Because it's hard. But you know what? It's not. It's not living in bondage when you obey God and you please God, there is a freedom. There is a escaping these desires. And when you stop doing that and you fall into this place of despair, you fall into this place of depression, you fall into this pit of woe is me. The Bible's saying that you are nearsighted, that you're blind. Christian, I'm talking to a Christian, that you've forgotten that all your sins have been paid for, Mm. that you've forgotten that the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that spoke all things into existence from nothing that burst forth everything because our King Yahweh spoke. He spoke and things were. That King gives us an opportunity to be in relation with him. And if we're talking about love today, the love that we have for a God, I mean, I want to go on this. Like I've been looking at some things and maybe it's relevant everyone but i've really heard a lot about the universe and the size of planets and like how just a speck of nothing we are here on earth and the bible says that he made us in his image we talked about in the brotherly affection episode last episode Mm. the fact that god loved us so much that he entered into his own creation as the son jesus here on earth willingly went to the cross knowing the filth that i've done how did he know? That was 2000 years ago, man. God is not bound by time, and I know poof, that's a crazy thing to think about. He saw the wickedness that I did and chose to go to the cross. So no matter not I don't love God because like I get to heaven. I don't love God because I miss hell. I don't love God. I love God for who he is and his character. And it's like, man, if you haven't tasted that, like To see God in that way, that is your prayer as you're hearing this. God, I want to love you in this way. God, I want to see you in this way that you are meant to be seen as the star breather, as the author and perfecter of my faith, as the one who loved me first. The Bible says that we love him because he loved us first. And like, if you don't feel that love, you're being blinded. You're being lied to by yourself or by a force that is real, man a real force, a real demonic type situation that tells you you're worthless, that tells you you're unloved, and the Bible says the opposite of that. But if you keep playing in the world's game, you're going to keep getting the world's results and the lies you're going to believe, and that's not real. That's not the truth. And then you know the truth, and the Bible says in John 8 that you will know the truth and you will be free. Mm -hmm. The truth will set you free. And what's the truth? That the king of kings, the star breather, the one that could speak and make, the one that can not be bound by time or space or anything. He loves you. He proved it to you on the cross and he's beckoning you. Love me back. How do you love me back? You be obedient. And guess what? By the way, your obedience is for your good and his glory. Like imagine like if we live the life, the way that the creator of our life meant us to, mm there probably would be things like freedom. There probably would be things like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and, self, and selflessness and self-control and all of these good things in life. Now the world will look and see that you're going through crazy storms. Man, how are you? What are you? Everything around you is hectic. We talked about it a little bit later. How are you marching forward? How are you having peace right now? I don't know, man. It's not of me. Imagine that. Like, God's just saying, if you love me well, it's for your good and my glory. All right, I'll I'll Mm. chill out for a second. Carl?
1: I mean, dude, it's hard to—God's moving, so it's it's like processing what's coming out of your mouth in real time. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? (laughs) Me too, man, yeah. (laughs) It's really powerful. (laughs) Um, But um, I would just say for me that um, loving God was the biggest difference um, in my own life. And um in the lives of those whose lives have impacted me. You know, you guys are around me. I remember a while back I was I was sharing with you guys in like a personal, you know, struggle that I was going through of like I was really struggling to believe I was loved. Yeah. And Adam, you looked me dead in the eyes and you're like, Bro, that's a lie. And you really need to do some work to get that worked out. And so did you. You helped me with that a lot. And um it's 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 just interesting how How as we love God more, we begin to understand his character more like Adam's talking about, and we begin to see who he is. Um, How we're able to love others, um, even if they're they're our enemies, and how we're able to bless them, even if we're persecuted, you know. Um, And especially in this space, that's something that, you know, we'll probably have to face one day, you know, Um, as we bring a different message than the secular recovery system brings, you know. And our motive behind that is to love God, you know. Mm. And uh, that's what the most important thing is to everybody in this space, you know, in a Christ-centered space. So it's just interesting.
2: Mm. That's good. Man, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is the, the chapter of love. But the way Paul starts out that chapter and gets the Corinthians to look internally at their own hearts, like not just about what you're doing, but why are you doing it? Who are you doing it for? Is mm-hmm. it for self or is it truly to worship God because he is good. Or is it more so for blessings that he can bestow upon me and the things that he gives me and I'll, I'm going to read it. First Corinthians yeah. thirteen one through three says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Mm. If I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Mm. Mm. Such powerful words, man. And it really gets you man to think internally and really do some assessing of like, where is my heart? You know, I've worshiped before and not been worshiping God. I've prayed before. You know, or like when I say that, I mean, like worshiping for others to see me with my hands held high and what other people are seeing or praying out loud to just say this long, elaborate prayer that these guys who just got here may think, man, he's so spiritual because he's praying in such a way. But you see, love cannot be measured just by acts alone. It's by motives. Hmm. What is your motive behind what you are doing and why are you doing it? You know, is it from a place of self-righteousness? Is it from a place of self-glorification? And if we're honest as Christians, Hmm. we've been on both sides of the fence at, at times. Sure. And I think it's, it's, extremely beneficial for us to be mindful and aware of those things. You know, I've been in church, you know, and been hearing the word, but not seeking God. I'm talking like truly, genuinely listening Mm. to receive, not just to be present physically, but to be present spiritually, spiritually. Yeah. You know to really chew on the message that's being spoken to really man get in that zone of just it's me and Christ and Christ alone and I'm worshiping the King of Kings just because he is good. Not for blessings bestowed upon me, not for the yeah. just because God is good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the the last point that I have is a point that we've been saying for the last 30 minutes but It is needed to talk about the love of God, and and we talk about it a lot at S2L. The mm. love of God, the love of God, the love of God. For God so loved the world. But really, this episode, and, and I mean, just stop again and, and think. Process as you're listening to this, not just as entertainment. I mean, pause it. Pause it. Think about what I'm about to say. Today, we're talking about do, your love for God. Not the love of God. Mm. Do you love God? Mm. Now, if you've been in a relationship or you're going to be, hear my words. And if you are, and this is not, like, love is is an interesting thing. It's not a feeling,
2: mm.
0: you know? Mm-hmm. It's not a feeling. It's a, light, it's a commitment. It's a lot of things. Love, like when I love my wife, when I tell these guys I love them and they tell me that, like, that is not, they can make me very angry, and I love them still. They can make me very angry. My wife could make me very angry, and I take a bullet for her that night. You know what I mean? My kids could be completely disobedient, and my love for them is, if, if if I would kill for them. I would be killed for them, right? Do you love God that way? Mm. There's brothers and sisters around the world today that do, and they've proved it. They know that to die is gain hmm. they, for their faith. Yeah. They know the truth behind to die is gain. They know uh, that professing the love for Jesus would be a death sentence. And this is this year, people. I'm not talking about old, old back on the. I'm talking about this year, 2022. Our brothers and sisters in Christ have the knowledge that if I profess my love for God. It will be the death of my earthly body. And you know what they did? They stood up and were counted. They were counted, meaning they registered themselves as Christians, knowing it was a death sentence in some of these countries where it's illegal. And they were killed. Their wives raped. Their kids sold into sex trafficking. They love God, and they proved it.
2: Mm.
0: Do we? And man, I, no one, no one knew we were going this way, baby. I didn't either. So I'm asking myself that. I'm asking you to pause for a minute. Pause the podcast. We'll keep going, but press pause, and ask yourself: do, Does my life even remotely look like I love God? Mm. Praise God that we live in a country that we can stand up and be counted and not be put to death. But we're getting towards a place where we, when we stand up and be counted, that we could be persecuted made fun of, left out of, released from a job, uh, outcasted, um, maybe even jailed for a couple things, maybe not, getting there. But do we love God? And it's not about, hey, what persecution can I go and seek? It's do you love God enough to say even if. And, and a part of my testimony that I've given on here, my, my foxhole prayers used to be like, God, get me out of this. And they turn to, God, even if this happens, I'm all in. Amen. And that's a love for God. I don't fully understand it. And I want to say that I would be countered in a death situation. But pause the, pause the podcast. Ask yourself, do I love God? Well, how do I know? Well, Chichester read some scripture. I've read some scripture. Are you obedient to him? Are you begrudgingly obedient to him? Or do you love him and you follow? You abide in his word. You obey his commands. Do you have faith that He is good? That's a way you could please Him. That's the way that it says that it has the love of the Father. And, man, I, I challenge us as we close out this section. I mean, a lot of people, um, I imagine, are going to hear these things after we've recorded them. They've had the workbook, um, which we haven't talked about in a while. Uh, but if they're they're going out so much every week, the workbook. I mean, and last week I think we had... Six different states or something like that, ordered multiple workbooks, churches starting it, other groups start, and then one in Canada, in Canada mm-hmm. British Columbia. Um, they're going to be watching. You're going to be watching this and really process that. You're going to be re- going through it in the context of addiction recovery. What we're talking about, the love of God, loving God, applies to you, just like it does to your neighbors, never touched a drug, never touched an alcohol. If, if you can get to a place that you love God— Per second Peter chapter one verses three through eleven, it is a part of an area that God's calling us to grow and add to our faith, and it's to love him. And what does he promise? That you can escape sinful desires. That you don't have to run to the drugs. You don't have to run to the alcohol. You don't have to run to the images of porn. You don't have to run to work to identify. You can escape those desires because you're seeing God for who He is and you're trusting His promises and you've tasted them. So let's ask ourselves, man, do we love God? Mm -hmm. Right? Prove it. Well, how do I prove it to my wife? She knows that I'm there for her. She knows that I'm listening. She knows that her needs, and obviously God's not my wife. I'm the bride. He's the bride. We're his bride. But are we obeying him? It's not easy. Mm. Are we dying, mortifying our flesh daily? Are we picking up our cross daily? Are we laying down things at the foot of his cross daily? If he says it, are we doing it? Well that's ways that we can love God. That's the way you can kind of know, yeah, I love the Star
2: Breather. I'll finish with this. Is that all you got? I don't know. I'm just going to read the last thing I have written and it says by no means are we ever going to keep his commandments perfectly, but that is the goal, that is our aim as Christians to continuously become more Christ like. The true mark of every Christian is a lifelong commitment to repentance, recognizing when we miss the mark, turning from our ways and sin and asking God for forgiveness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And, And let me add. Gosh, that was good. Actually, you know what? Read that again. That's the, the whole thing. Yeah. That's worth reading.
2: Again. By no means are we ever going to keep his commandments perfectly, but that is the goal. That is our aim as Christians to continuously become more Christ-like. The true mark of every Christian is a lifelong commitment to repentance, recognizing when we miss the mark, turning from our ways and sin and asking God for forgiveness. Repentance.
0: Yeah. As you're listening to this, We've talked about, I guess we've kind of talked hard. Uh, I want you to know that there's amazing fruit in it. Mm. If you go in this pursuit of falling madly in love with God, uh, there's fruit in it. And that, that's not the reason that you love God, but that's, I can't, I, the, the full counsel of God's word, I can't not talk about the fruit in it because it's real. It's not a prosperity thing. So I'm going to talk about the stuff I've already had, but now I'm going to talk about the fruit in it. When you fall in love with God, you'll have bad days. You'll have hurtful days. You'll still get upset. People will still wrong you. But man, when you fall in love with God, it's a a game changer. Mm. Your life, your pursuits, your happiness, everything about you is different because you love God. And you're adding that to your faith. And you'll start to find out there's fruit in it. And some of that fruit is escaping desires. Some of that fruit is seeing broken people. Like And this is just from loving God and being obedient to him. That Things that would have really frustrated you and hurt your heart and really hurt your feelings, now all of a sudden you see that person is hurt. You see that person that needs the love of God and needs to love God, and you don't receive it. It's not about you anymore. It's not about, oh, man, there's freedom. I promise you from the word of God... My own testimony and over a decade of working in this space of seeing men, women, families restored, walking in freedom, that there is life after addiction. And these things you Thank
3: in. you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Come on. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L.net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit S2LRecovery.org. That's S, the number two, LRecovery.org.
0: We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to LifeAudio.com, you will find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless.
3: Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at LifeAudio.com.